Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Today, we're going to chat a little bit about what's up in the science of cannabis industry. Uh, we end up chatting about everything, so don't worry. We're not going to go too deep. There's no science class yawns in this one. Uh, it's just what we're watching out for in the cannabis science space and who and what to watch for. There is definitely some new players in the game right now that have come in swinging. So, you know, stay informed, understand what's going on, know how the science affects you. Uh, in a real way, light up a joint, grab your coffee, sit back, relax, uh, and let's talk about how to improve our cannabis experiences. All right. Up next, me and Laura talk cannabis science. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of Mama's Baked. How are you today? Mama's not baked enough yet. (laughs) Oh, Mama, get baked. Get baked. I was saving myself for our moments together this morning. So I have my coffee and I have a little green crack touchy in honor of your favorite. (laughs) I appreciate And since it's science day today, y'all, we're going to talk about science. So I appreciate the green crack on my behalf right now. Right. Felt like I needed to be more alert than my usual relaxed self since, you know, science and all. Science and all. Facts and stuff. I do have a science-related cannabis story. When I was... Gosh, I must have been a freshman or a sophomore in college. I, maybe the second half of freshman year. I didn't go to this particular school more than a couple of years, so it had to have been one of those two. Anyways, biology, lab, college, community college. The restroom was right outside where we had um, biology lab. And it was a weird time of day class, so it was like, four o'clock or some weird time and so campus was empty and the first time I ever tried hash was in the bathroom outside of college biology lab (laughs) and that's not even the story so try just like a puff I didn't really know what it was I did not at the time know that hash had anything to do with cannabis I thought it was something else entirely in and of itself but Right after that, the same person offered me some bee pollen. And for some reason, I thought the bee pollen was also part of the hash experience. So years later, someone offered me bee pollen for whatever weird nutritional reason. And I was like, why did you have hash? And they were completely baffled. And I was baffled at why they were baffled. 
Like, but wait, I thought that they go together. Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they part of the like? Because I honestly, I thought I didn't even think it was real bee pollen. Right, because like, I mean, what do you do with what is bee pollen? I mean, bees don't have pollen. Exactly, they so get I just pollen. It, so, like, what I even is it, that? Was a kind of hash that looks like bee pollen? Would look <laughs> if bees had pollen. I don't know. But anyways, every time someone brings up bee pollen, it, I, I have this my own little inside joke that I laugh. And usually, my, like as now, my eyes tear up because yeah, I was so mortified. That <laughs> is pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a good one. What are you smoking this morning? Ooh, I am <coughs> treating myself today. Ooh. I have a duchy in my hand right now, a blue dream duchy. Oh, nice. Because, so you know, both... science is a dream to me. So I'm gonna let you be real serious. I read my articles. I know what's up, but um, I'm gonna just oh, like good. float through it all because that's how I nice. deal best with, best with science. I caught down a bunch of rabbit holes, so yeah, that's what happens. Exactly. I really enjoy. So... Actually, I I will tell you. Like looking back on my young life, I had some pretty traumatic science experiments that I may Uh-oh. or may not have shared with you in the past, and I won't share now. But let's just say there was some trauma there. But I always actually really did love science, and then I think the trauma might have kind of like, you know, kind of, kind of got me, slowed you down. Yeah, I was like, Erch. okay, yeah, no, this is not for me. I, I don't like this part, um, and so. That's a shame. That's a damn shame. Because I maybe could have done something more with science because I love research, you know. I've just been reading Brene Brown's book, uh, one of her books, I should say. She has several because she is a scientist, basically. Correct. Uh, Not basically. I mean, she is a scientist. So she's like my ideal kind of scientist. I read her book and I'm like, oh, just salivating at the work she got to do behind the scenes that gave her these pieces of information that she has. And she's so good <laughs> at funny? communicating it. Yeah, no. She I is. Just, and I love that she reads me. all her own books on Audible, right? Because yes, I love she, the sound just, of her voice. she has a great voice. Yeah. yeah. I had just told my youngest to look into her even if it was just some youtube videos or it's a right, good it's her TEDx. way to catch it yeah yeah, yeah. Her very first tedx is a good one i wish i had heard more of her message as a young woman yeah i mean i don't think it was out in that way you know i mean i think oh. that like some religions obviously or some types of spiritual practices perhaps had helped to you know i don't even know i mean you read her books it's not like there's really a very clear uh, story that I've found so far about necessarily like exactly what makes it happen besides just, you know, people engaging in certain types of behaviors and thought patterns. Makes what happen? Uh, you know, makes people learn or not learn the principles that she basically shared, right? Because like some families did grow up learning those. And it's like, it's not like they're all from one religion or like they're all from one place or like, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Like they're all different kinds of people who just through whatever means learned how to, you know, not use shame, for example, <laughs> mm. as a tool, uh, as a tool for, you know, 
Just we missed that one at my house. Yeah, exactly. Right. Some cultures yeah. embraced it more, but at the yeah. same time, like, uh, the point being like, um, yes, you know, it's human nature. It's all, it's, it, the information has been out there, right? It's been out there, but I love how she put it all together. Right. There are no new ideas, they say. So just they say. new ways, exactly. new ways of interpreting. Exactly. Me, I got life. I was loving it every minute. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a book I'm going to have on Audible and probably listen to more than once, but I'm definitely going to need to also purchase the hardback, you know, or whatever, where I can, you know, highlight, write notes, put sticky notes in, you know, things like that. Make it yours. I mean, I need to write further about a lot of the stuff she says and does and how she, you know. It's just a lot more to dig into there <laughs> for me. Yeah. And she's, isn't she working on something new? I think. Or Yeah. I mean, I think she does have something getting ready to come out um, in October, probably actually. Um, but I don't even follow her like that. Um, you know, like, I'm not yeah, I just think I heard something recently for <laughs> I'm some a reason. Terrible groupie. It's like, yeah. I don't think I follow her anywhere. <laughs> At I don't all. think I do either. Yeah. I uh, think I've I just no heard it somewhere popped up somewhere. Like, oh, she's got this. I can't I'm remember that kind of groupie. Like, the only way that I think about her is like, huh, I wonder when we're going to be sitting at the same table together, working together. I can't wait. It's going to be uh, so awesome. There you go. That's literally the only thought I have. I can't wait to work with her on something. She is amazing. Yeah. And of course, you know, the stuff that I kind of write about my little, uh, my little stuff. I'm now thinking, did I tell you oh, the heart habits? They're going to be the heart habits. Anyways, so the heart habits that I've been working on for the last 15 years. Yeah, I think we did talk about it. They are very remember. in line with a lot of what she talks about. So that's what's exciting. Nice. Yeah. So. Nice, nice. Some blue dream. Some Bernay, some green crack. We are ready. Yes. So the topic this week is kind of like science. We already did like a, a podcast about like the science of cannabis before, didn't we? Some of the basics. I, I think just like 101. Like yeah, 101, exactly. So, but last week or two weeks ago, I should say, the Cannabis Science Conference happened, which has now happened, I don't know, a few years in a row. I don't know how many years they've been going, but they're growing every year, which is awesome. And they just had their annual conference up in Portland, uh, like August 27th to 28th, I want to say. So, and I'm looking at third annual information, and I'm not certain if that is the most current or not, but it's uh, plenty current for me. Yeah, right. Um, I feel like this might have been, yeah, the third annual. I'm not 100% sure either, but I feel like it's not that old. I didn't look at it uh, close enough, but I can really quick. I have it pulled up, actually. Nothing is appropriately dated. Never, never, never. Uh, but I did pull up some of the information, too, about kind of what happened this year at uh, this year's event. Awesome. Yeah, um... And you have just a lot about the different science and what they've been kind of bringing to the table at these conferences and, you know, in, in, in the news. So 
I think it's just amazing how, well, for one, for me, the most exciting thing right now is the ability to identify the terpenes and get better uh, identification of what medicines work best. Because, I, you know, the, the, we've talked about in other podcasts, the struggle of finding the same strain twice if you don't go to the exact same grower. Um, so, you know, learning right. your learning your best strain is useless if Blue Dream Dutchies isn't the same as Blue Dream from some other cannabis um, grower. Yeah. So science, you know, I'll start there. For me, the science of the terpenes has always been exciting for me just because I know how much better I feel when I have the right strain versus some meh, this will do in the meantime, strain. Um, and then just the speed at which things are changing. And I think, you know, I, you know, five years ago, I thought, oh my God, things are changing so fast. And then I think it's just exponentially accelerated because of the um, accumulation of more minds in the um, arena. So right. more more money more money <laughs> more science which means more um educated scientists and more passionate about the topic not just people drudging through like people who are really excited plus so for more, me those are huge more people who have successfully used it uh and have their stories to share more people with larger platforms you know have have success stories about uh using cannabis for healing for wellness in their lives so it's getting a lot more um credibility from that side too even though it's anecdotal it's like oh well but now i've heard like you know 50 stories like that not right it used to be that one guy with cancer exactly you heard the story from right and now yeah for sure and you're hearing you know the nfl players are coming out and the olympics olympic athletes and one of the big out. speakers or the keynote speaker at this year's conference was Fran Drescher talking mm-hmm. about how she used it um, in her battle against, um, I think, ovarian cancer. Sounds right. Yeah. And then we have Montel with MS. Right. Um, another, he's been an advocate before it was a thing to be. He was right. real early and he's a vet. So he has brought up some of that as well. Some veterans issues. Whoopi Goldberg now has her own strain. Right. Um, I saw one of the shows of Sunset has actually got her own brand line coming out of L.A. now. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, vegetating on Saturday. I had a busy week. Too much activity for my fragile nervous system. So I took the day Saturday and watched all my reality show catch-ups. Right. She's doing a vape line, or no, maybe it was an inhaler, actually. It was an inhaler and some other products she's just launching on the show. So uh, it's actually made it to reality TV on Bravo. Um, so yeah, the, that that helps a lot as well. Get the, gets it out there. I still don't trust inhalers myself, though. Yeah. Speaking of science. Yeah, I would really like there to be some kind of protections in place, you know, when we start talking about things that are, you know, that are going to be widely used in people's bodies. 
you know. But are manufactured, not grown and inhaled. I mean, even things that are grown, honestly, if they're going to be selling it in a medical market, there should be some regulation, you know. For sure. I agree. Uh, But that being said, um, yeah, okay, so we're getting a lot more money to it. There's a lot more science. So what's your, the terpenes, the terpenes. Terpenes are my more exciting, watching the growth of the areas, not related to anything I saw specific to this year's conference. Sure, Just in general, the The most exciting science, yeah, which we probably talked about a little bit, but, you know, kind of what are are some of the rabbit holes you have gone down over the past couple weeks? Oh, doctor. Oh, actually, one of them was the... uh, and oh i'm gonna have to go i never can pronounce it without looking it up and as soon as i put it in my browser it'll i keep wanting to call it android and it's not it and, uh, it's like anandia Lab. oh yeah we talked about them last week yes so okay. that would be a rabbit hole i got down and I may have even put a link into last week's you did. Yeah. webcast. Um, that was one of the rabbit holes I got onto in the last few weeks. And then at the Emerald Conference, um, let me see if I can find that one real quick. There was a couple analysis of terpenoids in cannabis, which I'm not sure if it's out on the general web. I found it in my... Um, Green flower research. If any of you aren't familiar with greenflower.com, they have a pretty good, free, extensive library. It used to be member only. Um, I actually still have a membership, which I probably should look into. Um, But their free library is huge. And then with the um, paid subscription, there's some, I think, just more extensive background stuff. So the full discussion of terpene analysis is available there. And then for the record, really quick, it's green-flower.com. Ah, thank you. That's actually their website, green-flower.com. And that has a lot of great information. What rabbit holes did you get down? Oh, I mean, you know, uh, the stuff I really expect, which is just basically that the big, you know, what's really happening in science is related to how people are using it medically. And it's coming from, you know, several different sides now. And it's just kind of one of those things like, um, wasn't there something just recently you said about the DEA uh, opening up for the research grow to grow five times more? Uh did you hear about yeah, this? Yeah, I did. I'm trying to remember. I do remember talking about it. I don't have, remember exactly where, but there was an article that was out about the DEA has increased, it was like five times the amount right, that's to, what the, I was thinking. to the scientific um, grows or the grows that supply the scientific approved studies. Right. So, so I think increased. that's a good first step. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, small first step 
in kind of what all the science is showing because that's the key is to get the real science right like people are out there doing what they can do in small batches with very limited access to exactly what you're talking about which is terpenes you know if they're all for research purposes anyways if they're relying on and i'm not saying they all are because obviously people can fund their own research if they want and some dispensaries and labs and different people are which is the beauty of, you know, Anandia, for example. But, you know, in order for things, I think, to really get adopted into the medical system, so to speak, we're going to have to have federally backed uh, They have research. to do the official studies. Over yeah, yeah, they're going to have to be able to do the official research-backed, you know, you know government-backed studies, and they need to have access to, you know... Not 500 acres on one farm in Mississippi. I'm just saying. It's just not enough. It's not enough we, variety. There's no way right. on God's green earth that they are growing enough um, variety and looking at the different things that are going on out there with that limited of a scope, period. Right. And the and we've talked before, you know, the place to watch for the advancements in the real science has been, up till now, has been Israel. Right. Um, the hospitals, some of the hospitals there are actually bringing in bags of vaped cannabis right. for cancer patients in their hospital rooms so they control their own pain and nausea. Um, that's not science. That's just, you know, human kindness, from, in my opinion. But um, Well, they and they're done... more used to hearing about the this, you know, quote unquote science behind it, right? Because they did fund the only research in the world for the last like 60 years, basically. Yes. So, and cannabis is kosher. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, the, um, the trying to look at the labs here that are quoted, uh, horticultural scientists, um chemical biochemical engineering just you know like the types of people that are working into it looking into it um the humboldt dna corporation they're studying pests and pathogens of cannabis species uh phds so it's engineers all kinds of i'm scanning here Pardon the pauses. International standards for cannabis and testing control. University of Chemistry and Technology in Prague. This is that's international standards. And we talked a little bit about that. And that's also exciting. So it was, I was talking about Canopy and Aurora, two of the larger players in the Canadian market as that's coming um to fruition right originally set for mid-october now looking more like spring of 2019 um germany has set the standards in germany i found out this weekend um it is part of their medical program and a doctor gives you a prescription and you go to the pharmacy and you pick up the prescription for the cannabis the cannabis is they have quality standards um, very strict quality standards, very few grows 
Canopy is the only one in Canada that has a huge grow set up um, with these standards and has a certification um, to supply medical cannabis to Germany. Huh. Germany pays for it because it's a medicine. Right. So, yeah, Germany is also way ahead of us. So, Germany and Canada, like, we're just back here chilling, maxing and relaxing, thinking Mm. it's cool to keep these silly laws in place, right? Meanwhile, Canada and Germany are like, uh, okay, bitches, we got this. Let's go ahead and swoop right in here and take this right out from underneath you. No problem. Like, we do not care at all. Nope. And using that money to fund science to further develop better and safer products for their medical program. And then, as I was mentioning the other day, they're using the science to identify the terpenes to put into beverages, which are now huge billions of dollars are being pumped into the Canadian grow companies from the two largest alcohol distributors in the world, Constellation and Diablo, to develop brands to make you happy, make you want to dance or make you want to chill or make you want to sleep or, you know, more the recreational side. Science is still a huge part of all that. Right. So basically, Canada is the one that's going to have our excellent terpene research probably sooner than later. Yeah. Probably. I mean, we'll probably literally start getting some kind of information rolling out within the, a year. There will be some kind of, oh, preliminary findings of this or that. I mean, these people, they when they start moving and they put this kind of money behind it, this kind of stuff can happen quickly all of a sudden. And that's, yeah, that's going to be what's interesting as well, because the people that normally are so used to identifying the value of companies doesn't know what to do with canvas space right? because it's not um, even up and running. So they're right. trying, you know, people are valuing a company at $10 million or billion. I'm whatever, just million, million, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and they have not started. Right. I mean, they have small, but they haven't really even got up and running yet. Right. So it's just a promise of what they're about to do. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's going to be, the most gigantic thing ever. And probably it's going to change the course of history. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah, but they don't all They don't all say that. A lot of them are like, Oh, you know, it's just going to get big and all the prices will drop and nobody's gonna make any money and blah, 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 blah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to make a lot of money still. We're talking about a plant, but I the do also think down. the prices will go. I mean, I think the prices will go down hundred percent. I mean, for sure. We aren't crackheads. You know what I'm saying? It's like there is still a limited amount to how much like, you know, granted, there's a lot of people perhaps that haven't entered the market yet. But at some point, all the people who want to enter the market will be in the market. And, you know, we only smoke so much. Tommy Chugs once famously said, you can only get so high. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I don't Uh, know. 
So you want to know this? It's not even like alcohol where people will literally like drink themselves into different levels of stupor. I mean, it's like, I mean, there's not too far from like real nice to like, okay, I'm all done now. And right. <laughs> I'm just done. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And he's, yeah. Or nap time. Yeah. Or nap time. Exactly. Like I, I don't feel any pressure about it when I feel like I'm done. I and nobody gives a shit either. Right. The rest of Tommy Chong's quote was, you only get so high, the rest is waste. So, exactly. So the top countries, six most advanced countries for marijuana research, number six is Spain. A lot of stuff going out of Madrid. Um, Next would be Canada. That would be number five on the top six list. Um, A surprising entry at number four is the Czech Republic. Um, they actually have an institute called the International Cannabis and Cannabinoid Institute. Who knew? Interesting. And then we go on to lovely Uruguay. Um, yes, of course. Who have, they were the first country to legalize and regulate marijuana. Right. So they have a definite interest. Number two is the lovely Netherlands probably been the best poster child for the longest and number one of the top six list as previously mentioned israel um besides determining what thc was and how it worked there that's who discovered the endocannabinoid system which we talked about a little bit more in our first um season Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, we're not anywhere on that top six list. <laughs> I'll put a... Not even... We're probably not on the top 50 list. Yeah, I have no idea where... I mean, we've got, what, one study approved? It's Dr. Sue Sisley. Isn't her study, like, the only one that's even approved right now? Running? I could not answer that question for you. I do. I believe. Know... I believe. I, I let me let me add a qualifier. So I believe there are hundreds of research studies that are approved. She is the only one that has received the actual cannabis to conduct the research. I think the other ones are all in some kind of limbo waiting. So maybe that's why they're increasing the growing because they're going to start allowing people. To receive the cannabis that is required for it to be an approved study, like a National Institute of Health study or whoever it is that's the sponsor. Right. Well, here's the real numbers. Uh, They need 2.45 million grams. Not 2.4. Yeah, 2.45 million grams uh, is what they need. Uh, and they currently grow 443,000 hmm. for 2018. Uh, there are like 28,000 studies approved uh, and or like vying for, let's see, vying for, you know, the 1,000 pounds. That's all they're producing is 1,000 pounds. Right. Um, and there's 28,000 studies vying for that so like okay if you can do your entire study on you know half an ounce <laughs> you know what I'm saying then here you go 
Well, uh, in the past, though, they've actually had no intention of even giving them the product. Even if they course. approved the study, there was never an intention to actually Yeah, because they through. only really approved it and started it so that they could produce Marinol and sell it for $900 a 30-pack. You know? Well, it was actually even sooner than that, but they they had the uh, those people that are still receiving their cannabis from the 70s as well, that mm. same producer. There's... I, is there just one guy left? There's only one guy I ever hear about. There might be a few left. The people that got a can of joints every month in the 70s. Oh, okay. For um, an approved study. Uh-huh. And they couldn't, they never were able to not give them the cannabis after that, even though it was federally illegal. So they've received their can of joints. I met him at our wow. co-op when it opened. One of the guys that still gets it, I feel like his name was Mark, but... Gosh, I met a lot of people that day, and that whole co-op thing is a little foggy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Um, I do, indeed. Uh, I was The beauty of video. Yeah, I was a newbie back then. And uh, he was doing a book tour, and he was re- original receiver of the cannabis for whatever study back in the 70s. And he literally, like, gets a whole, it looks like a small Ely coffee can. <laughs> This little wow. coffee can of pre-rolled, no filter, just little old, like machine, non-filter made joint. Nice. For 40 years, a can a month. Yeah. <laughs> Cracks me up. How many, how many would be in there? Like, are we talking like five? Or are we talking like 50? I want to say 60 was like nice. they, whatever like they were. Like it or was, something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> You'd nice. think they'd find some way to ease them into a dispensary program. You'd think, but no. So anyways, back to science. The um, other things that are going to be important to patients to watch are the advancements in the pesticides and contamination that your grower will be paying attention to. Because obviously, as we talked about before, even if things are grown indoors, there's still a risk of pesticides. I mean, right. pests, which right. require some sort of pest control. Now, we used a weird concoction with neem oil in our co-op that we made and sprayed on our plants, um, which was natural and non-toxic yeah. a very common uh it's just water neem oil and uh dawn dish soap very pure dish soap in very small quantities is an at-home version of that <laughs> yeah and i think for smoking i don't think we use dawn dish water dish soap because you don't want no. that on your smokables sure. um even neem is nasty but a little bit that's why small quantities yeah and i feel like we didn't use small quantities i feel well, like we you... might have weren't growing small quantities either right <laughs> i don't know that how we diluted it but but the science behind that and then in hand in hand with that is the science of the lab's ability to test for it so being able the labs increasing um ability not only to identify terpenes and help us get better at identifying the benefits of a plant but how it's grown well you know did it have any mold 
and requiring them somehow using to use this information to keep us safer. Because you and I both know we've talked to lab owners. We know a few. And they've, you know, said outright, I wish I could tell you, you know, who's growing some of the stuff I see in my lab. Nobody should be anywhere near. But they aren't, you know, they're only allowed to report to the person who sent in the specimen. Yeah, they, they, have, can't. they have laws protecting, maybe they don't have laws, but they at least have ethics protecting uh, the information that they have there. The risk to patients, especially medically fragile patients, consuming cannabis that is been exposed to fungus and mold a it happens far more than the growers will admit and it's not always only in the growing process it's also as we've talked about in the drying process and if it's not properly humidity controlled and properly cared for during the curing and drying process mold can grow at that stage as well Right. And it's not something you want to be putting directly into your lungs. I mean, that's just common sense. So that was another thing. Um, science will be assisting, even just getting trace levels, um, identifying who's growing properly and drying properly um, and not allowing contaminants into our patients' um, unhealthy or not unhealthy, but um, unprotected immune system. Well, that was one of my favorite things about the Earl Cup, right? Because at least one year, I don't know if this happened every year or if it was just because somebody was super on the job one year, but they posted, you know, anybody who wanted to enter something into the Earl Cup, you know, Earl Cup yeah. then went and tested them all and released all the test findings. I don't think the tests were really as thorough yet as we want them to be in the future, right? right? And there's some science and technology that has to come, and money, basically, that has to come along with creating the facilities to do that kind of testing. But I really appreciated, yeah, but I did appreciate the Earl Cup serving as kind of that, like, mid-ground for, like, look, we're going to pull all your stuff, and we'll put an event together for you and get you in front of all the customers. But we're also going to really actually, like, make you verify. We're going to verify what you are claiming, you know. And that's kind of where the Earl Cup got found its origins was right. Jim Morrison fighting for um, standards. Yeah. Um, big shout out to Jim. Good job, Jim. We yeah, appreciate good job. the Earl Thank Cup. You for working hard. We know how much you work. I've seen you scurrying around. <laughs> if you've ever wondered what a person looks like or drinks, and I don't even know if he drinks coffee, but when Jim is in full Earl Cup mode, he runs around like the perfect stereotypical over-caffeinated human being. He is in 18 places at one time. He's got about 42 mental lists going at once, but it's a great event, high risk, high volume, and he pulls it off year after year. Yeah. Shout so out far, to Jim. Oh, only incidents I've ever seen at that are dumbasses who think they can dab their brains out and stand, yeah. remain vertical. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, 
it is what it is, right? People who are willing to take risks uh, do risky <laughs> behavior sometimes. So that's unfortunately just still where we're at in the market, right? The market doesn't quite feel safe enough to have an event like that that's really geared towards someone like you and me. That's why when we go, we have to do, do VIP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's like, uh, okay. Get it out. Not quite ready for us yet, uh, but this could be a great event geared towards some, you know, people more in our demographic, uh, but people in our demographic are a little more risk aversive still. So we're still kind of like, yeah, let's get some more rules passed and laws in place (laughs) and protections. And then, yeah, let's totally do events like this. And if you want to charge me for it, go ahead. Charge me what you need to charge me. You know, let's make this right. But yeah. But we're more risk aversive. We don't we don't want to take a bunch of extra risks for no good reason. Except for we go every year. Right, but as VIPs. <laughs> yes. With yes. cards. Yeah. You know, saying we're not standing in lines. We're not, I mean, I'm not saying like every, anybody anything about anybody that goes. It's just like, you know. Oh yeah. It's just not surprising. Well, and then but, last uh, year it still happens. I mean, you literally now have to buy your tickets for something like that when the when they announce it. Because he sells oh, yeah. out now every year. Within a day so, or less, hours. Big shout out to Jim for all his hard work and efforts. We yeah. appreciate all you do. I know. Because it's his work that's getting us closer and closer to the legal scenario we'd like to see for real, you know? Absolutely. Because the truth is, I mean, like you said, the worst part of anything is like maybe some guy here or there who thinks he can just, you know, dab his way, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but generally speaking, the events don't have any kind of major problems or no, there's no fight outbreaks. There's never any like, you know, whatever. I don't want to say too much. Right. I don't want to jinx nothing, but it's, it's, as I always expected, it's always very chill, very pleasant. Everybody has a smile on their face. Everybody's in a good mood. Nobody's ever pushing, you know, it's just, it's just pleasant. the age range is from All whatever the legal age is to 90. I mean, it, I've seen oh, yeah. every every walk of life in there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Good, really. Good, really nice. Good group. Yeah. Really nice. So some of the other exciting adventures in science. Did you have anything else on your list as I scan through here? No, no. Nothing else no, on my list. No, nothing particular. Um, the amount of options. So I cook. We've talked about that before. I'm a, I own a restaurant and a bakery, a commercial bakery, and do a lot of cooking, even just for my own benefit. So other advance with the science, and we can talk more about cooking. I think that's on our one of our upcoming shows. Um, the more they are able to isolate these different parts of um, the plant, or maybe not isolate, I should say, more that they are able to identify. So once they can identify the terpenes, then they can tell me more clearly with a lab test after they grow that, oh, this particular plan is great for whatever, and it has these terpenes. I will start to be able to identify. There's one, it's like limonol, blah, 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 tetra, blah, blah, blah. It's a big old name, but basically it's lemon. Right, limonene. Yeah, I call it limonene. That's how I say it. 
that one. Yeah. So, as a person who developed edibles, I would be able to say, you know, I know what the effect that's usually a more uplifting strain, but I will not only be able to identify the effects of the flower, I will be able to identify the flavor profile. Right. And you can actually create an edible that, matches. that will match the edible. Yeah, the turkey yeah. profile or the piney ones, some earthy flavors. Um, and then to go even further into the edible, the different extraction methods, the different um, components of the extraction methods, being able to get them, being able to, for me, the terpene flavor is one of my favorite parts of consuming cannabis. Right. So when you get into the vapes that don't have the terpene flavors, and there's only one that I know of that has it, maybe two, I'll, I'll give, I'll give it, and I'm not going to even give names, but there's two that I can think of that have terpene flavors that stay. And it's usually a live resin type product. That's going to be huge. Um, being able to have cleaner, less residual extracts for like vape pens and for hard candies or things that are really hard to medicate without having that icky chemical flavor in them. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of exciting advances and like all brands looking at doing those extractions for their beverages. I think the edible market, and it is one of the higher growing um, spaces. People are so still so adverse to the smoke. For sure. So many people are. Yeah. They don't want to start smoking when they've, like, not been smoking for however right. many years. And just the thought of inhaling smoke is. Yeah. You know, and I mean, negative you know, to yeah, a lot of people. For sure. Now, if you do have lung issues that are not severe, there are a lot. I would recommend that you look um, Google CO- cannabis and COPD because they are doing studies where the vapor and. Perhaps vaping is a better option, but it still looks a little smoky. Um, and depending that, on what they put in it, it can still be who knows how risky or not. Right. Oh, no, I don't mean, I mean va- vaporizing Oh, vaporizing flour. flour. Okay, got you, yes. I'm actually consuming plant. Thanks for clarifying, though, too. Yeah, no problem. Vaporizing flour. There are studies about COPD and cannabis getting directly to the lung tissue and assisting in the healing of lung tissue because it's directly, you know, when you're medicating, that's like inhaler. Yeah. So we're talking about like Uh, if you have a a volcano. Right. That's one brand of Pax also makes a great flower. P-A-X. Yes. Um, But yeah. I would look up COPD. That's a science uh, tip. For what else have we got going on with science and cannabis adventures? We have uh, the labs here. Well, you know, the truth is, I just really didn't hear much about uh, the science conference. It's kind of like, you know, okay, it was another science conference. And the truth is, there was nothing there that was any surprise to me. In everything I read, there was kind of wrap-ups or whatever. 
uh, it was like, okay, yeah, the tip, the the people I would expect were generally the speakers. Nobody knew except Fran Drescher. Uh, I mean, I kind of had known she was somehow in the sphere, but uh, I've heard I her before. Exactly, yeah, I didn't know exactly, so that was cool. I love her, so I was like, oh, that's that's fun. But other than that, it was doctors I expected. It was people I expected, and they were talking about the things I expected, you know, um, which was related to like um, athletes and cannabis use, uh, if both physically and psychologically uh, for athletes, especially, of course, football players, right? Yeah. And uh, seizures. Uh, there was some people there talking about some stuff with regard to that. And uh, no news, no new news there. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was kind of like they were just catching up with the stuff we've been talking about for the last year, honestly, <laughs> in some yeah. ways. I didn't see anything that was like, Oh my God, new breakthrough. No, me either. Nothing, Nothing like that. Yeah. And I also did not see from our friends that go, um, the excitement level that I saw the year Not before. Not at all. Like I, in fact, one of our friends who unfriended me, BT Dubs. So I won't say any names, but we had one <laughs> friend that was going to be a speaker, and then wasn't. So I didn't hear anybody else talking about it. Unfortunately, I mean, but the yeah. truth is, we only need as many people as we need up in the up in the science conference. We need them there. Uh, they need to keep moving forward, but unfortunately, you know, Canada's going to outpace the United States, like within five years, bet money. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting, um, you know, there's, we had talked about some, some politics in the past couple shows and there was in the past couple weeks, some um, rumors, scuttlebutt, as they say, gossip that they were looking somehow at eliminating the state's ability to legalize cannabis. Oh, really? And I'm not, yeah, yeah, there was some scary talk going on, and I just kind of did the put your fingers in your ear and la, 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 I'm not going to read any of that. <laughs> Let's just wait um, until something actually happens or comes to the, the table that we can talk about for real. Because I'm just hoping that's not his next play, you know, the government's right. next play at distraction. Is let's piss right. off all the stoners. Right, exactly, because um, he loves distraction. That is key to his uh, whole strategy. But I think there's enough programs in place now that the money and the um, supports behind it would, I think the backlash would be pretty swift and severe, but you never know. Mm. He doesn't seem to give a shit <laughs> about any backlash. You know, a man that'll take babies from kids isn't going to worry about taking medicine from sick people and yeah. just not not does not give me hope anyway so we'll yeah. see i'll keep i'll keep my eye on that front for those of you who also may have seen those little bits of gossip pop up on social media especially social media i saw it um i was not able to validate that on any reliable sources at this time oh okay well keep so an eye that. out and we will you Sometimes know. those rumors, though, start in those weird places. We'll oh, see. That's, that's a true story. Uh, you know what? TMZ is the source of all of my first first information. <laughs> yeah. Check TMZ and Snopes. Those guys. See what they say, and that's the truth. That's Bible. For Snopes, for sure. <laughs> I have put the Snopes link in more 
we should put it in our pod, uh, right? podcast Snopes. I will add dot com. it for you they will um, check the story out for you nine times out of ten. They already have before it came into your view. So double check that shit before you share it. And then the other way, the way I use Snopes is half the time you'll see someone post something. You'll be like, oh, my God, that dumbass. And instead of calling them a dumbass, it's much more polite to just put the link to Snopes for that article. You're so... And- Passive aggressive, nice. <laughs> Thank you for telling so, everybody that what I said was false with a link. You're so sweet. I love you. I do it. I do it to those people who you can't argue with and you can't really like pull them aside and go, "Hi, honey. I know you mean well." Because actually, look. they don't. It's usually the people that don't mean well that it's even more fun to do that to because you know they're being shitty. I think it maybe is even a little less passive aggressive than when I post the let me Google that for you link because that that shit is hilarious. Let me just tell you. I only send that to my kids when they text me like how many aspirin do I take for a fever when I know they're just attention seeking and want me to go oh poor baby do you have a fever oh that's usually let me Google that for you. Or how do I vacuum? Oh my God. Are you? No. Don't see. <laughs> see, you're not supposed to tell on your kids like that. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Have you ever? I'm pretty sure my kids have a Twitter account. And they tell on you all text. the time, too, huh? Look, yeah, hey, I'm fair's sure. fair. Like, if you don't want to hear it, don't listen. <laughs> I love you, girls. Love all you. Of you. We have no, six so girls silly. and one boy between us, so right. they'll never figure out which one I'm talking about. Who anyway. could we're, it we're safe. Be? I love it. <laughs> so funny. Clue. <laughs> it was. If it was you, you know it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of them knows who I'm talking. Actually, probably a couple of them know who I'm talking about. Oh lordy, uh, the joy of motherhood, right? I can't wait till. My daughter is old enough that I can tease her and shit. Like, Take I feel it back. like bad right now a little bit. You know, I don't want to do too much right now because she's three. She's still very impressionable and stuff. I got to yeah. mold, mold her little mind first, and then I can play with her later. <laughs> Sometimes my girls and I, because we're all in different towns, I have my biological daughters, I have two. My stepchildren, I have five. Um my biological daughters and I have a group text that we just pop off it on and I send out the group everyone alive every once in a while when I have my mother worry <laughs> I haven't heard from them in a while like roll call thumbs up if you're alive um, every once in a while we will have some weird random jokey text message going on for about two or three days and I swear to you, somewhere on the internet, there's some meme of one of screenshots of one of those conversations going around. And it just has yet to fall onto my social media account. One of these days, it's going to come across with my name scribbled out. Um, we've had some. You are uh, definitely a viral meme for sure. Probable inappropriateness is what I'm thinking. <laughs> You know, like maybe a blowjob joke 
or something <laughs> along something inappropriate and it's usually something inappropriate it's going to be like text from mom i feel like how to vacuum goes with a blow job joke for sure yeah, it was probably i feel like that was a back and forth right there that i will see in my future yeah and i'll be like yeah. oh there she is she called it laura it i found you so we went to a drag show. If we're done with science, and we'll wrap up. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I went to um, we went to see one of Ru, RuPaul's superstar drag queens, and it would normally come up in a cannabis conversation, except for her name was Alaska Alaska Thunderfuck. Right, right. Which is also a strain name. Right, a very and famous what, strain name. And her catchphrase was "Hi." So, <laughs> so of course, it cracked me up. Yeah. Yeah. So in honor, I had an orange Kush soda before I went because I don't drink, and it's kind of a drinking kind of event. It's very um, crowded. There was no cover charge. There was. Um, no elevated stage. Her stage was basically the dance floor. So everybody was crowded trying to and climbing up. And I'm so glad for that orange Kush soda that I enjoyed. And my little PAX era saved the day. And that was in right. Phoenix this week. So that was a fun time. Fun time. Well, Clarissa good. Lollipop may, may have made an appearance later in the day. Cool. Kush soda earlier in the day. Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had Grandparents' a... Day this weekend, so, you know, it was all about oh, the grandparents. Did you guys have a Hallmark weekend? Was yes. it a Hallmark style? A little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah. And then they nice. all showed up to her school this morning, so that was fantastic. Oh. Everybody was very excited. Oh, I bet. How cute. So cute. So, I guess that wraps up another week of Mama's Baked. Um, we didn't go too deep into science this week, but we gave you a little of the what's not happening and where to find out where what is happening. Terpenes, terpenes. Check out the stuff that you can find on terpenes, which, from my understanding, right now is primarily only coming from Israel, right? No, no, Canada, Canada, Canada. now. Yeah, but are they actually putting out any information? I mean, the information that's out currently is from Israel so far, right? Um, I don't know what they're releasing because I don't know that they're doing this lab work for the benefit of science uh-huh. versus a benefit of product development. Sure. Um, so they may not have any desire to share, share. their information. Got you. Um, the little bit that I saw, and this was the lab that I listed last week um, that is owned by Anandia. There we go. It's either owned by Canopy or Aurora. But on the Anandia webpage, they do list 39 that they have identified so far. Nice. Um, which is one of the most extensive lists I have seen. So yeah. Far. Does not mean there are not more extensive lists. Do not write to me and tell me that I am. there is now 40 and that I am wrong. It is right. no longer 39. We have but no idea. There could be hundreds for all there, we know. There are hundreds, we're right. sure. But they have actually can repeatedly identify these 39 if they are present and the, in the ratios, etc. 
So, yeah, they're goals, and then then I have to fight my, because part of me hates that they identify all the compounds because then they start wanting to take parts out and mess with it. So also keep in mind when we talk about science, the number one thing is that entourage effect, you know, taking bits out and trying to isolate them as the one thing. And I'm talking about you, CBD. Right, right. That is not the answer. The answer, even CBD with THC. And the reason CBD is never going to be a big, huge um, moneymaker, if that's one of the businesses you personally are looking into, if it's your industry, that's another story. If you're one of those multi-level marketing schemes, the thing with CBD is most often less is more which means you're going to tell your person that you want to make money from to buy less product from you right. if you are ethical. <laughs> and that's not a great business model. I can tell someone to buy more pizza and not feel bad because <laughs> <laughs> more pizza is a good thing. But CB- more CBD is not necessarily the answer. Sometimes cutting your dosage in half is actually an answer. Um, so science sometimes freaks me out, and I'll just throw that out there that people will use the information that they identify about all the different parts of the plant. But then I come back to reality and I understand that the benefits outweigh my fear because we will be able to have cleaner medicine with more predictable outcomes. And I think that's everybody's goal is the predictable outcome. We're not there yet. And maybe the key is, you know, the, they have the two sayings I always think are funny, which is one, ignorance is bliss and two, knowledge is power, right? So mm-hmm. from that logic, uh, the only way to bliss is ignorance, uh, you know, and the only way to power is to, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. so the point being, uh, it's true. And we can apply that power of knowledge to our personal lives. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, in some ways, science is going to do some crazy stuff. They're going to go down some crazy paths and try this and try that, as they always do. You know what I'm saying? Messing with nature, which was already fantastic. Uh, But... um, as they do, the key is to pay attention to our own personal bodies, do our own personal research, right, for ourselves, figure out what does and doesn't work. And you often recommend, like, something as simple as, like, a smell test and also, like, kind of that just positive response. Like, if you do smell it and you, you feel like you like that or it's it's feeling like mm-hmm. a ding in your brain, then, like, listen to that. That's all right. That's your internal, you know, That's very – it's that simple. It's that right. simple. Yep. So – and then, you know – it is that simple. And also to add a scientific edge to that, the more that you document that clearly for yourself and then clearly document the outcomes you experience, the easier and easier it becomes to, you know, pinpoint and or scientifically engineer your own wellness routine uh, without, you know, a lot of outside influence on your decision making. Absolutely. You know? And you can, like you said, and with your research, you become your own scientist. Yeah. You have to have some data, though. So so keep your data. Keep your notes. Write stuff Develop down. Develop your own. Take yeah. notes somehow. 
you know. Even Are there good apps phone. out there for that yet still? Because I feel like I've had this conversation with some people before about apps that mm. will help you keep track of that kind of thing. And I um, have yet to really hear about anything fantastic. I have not. I have. Personally, I if I keep a note, it's usually like my day planner kind of thing. So I'm such a paper girl. I still struggle because my real notes are in my laptop and computer, but my paper planners cry out to me. So I just try and make that the journal. But you can do something as simple as putting a note in your calendar that you tried something. Um, Wherever you already keep your notes, whether it be paper or digital, you don't need to put a ton of information. You just basically what you got. Um, what maybe the smell is to you and don't worry about what it is to other people because they're not the one who's got to smell it again. Right. You are. So if it's skunky to you or if it's piney to you, I have a scent that to me smells like a newborn's baby diaper. I know it smells like baby poop, but newborn baby poop, not stinky baby poop. <laughs> I cannot say that to a bud tender. I'm not. Well, I have. Right. But only after I got to know them. Right. And I, I will show them the scent that to me and to them, I think it's like banana and something that they smell. I smell newborn baby poop. So anyways, whatever it smells like to you and then the effects have it, you know, if, if you are able to somehow I can tag my notes so that when I want to find all my notes on a certain topic, I just look under my green notes. Right. And that's where all my cannabis notes are. So if you can do it that way so you can go back to it later. But I did find yeah. in the meantime an app that um, there we go. You know, it has 41 ratings and it has 4.7 stars. So that's pretty decent. And it is the one I think I had heard about before, but it looks like it's been out a little longer now. Um, and it's called Relief uh, and it's R-E-L-E-A-F. And... Yes, and thank you for all the people in the cannabis industry that spelt relief. All my digital devices cannot spell it the proper way now. Oh, right. Even if I, I do, even if I do, they spell check it back to that spelling. For real. And I'm pretty sure it's because of Ponderosa back in the day, but I have no, I, I forgive none of you for ruining <laughs> my spell check. Well... Anyway. Anyway, so this is a uh, app store that I mean, an app that is intended for exactly what we just talked about. It's for you personally sharing. But of course, as with always, you know, you want to do your own research into businesses and stuff, because we are talking about a potentially database keeping information about your Mm. cannabis use. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you want to know what Very you're dealing logic. with, I think. Yeah, I don't know that I would want a database. It's a good point. If, yeah, you know, I mean, you may phone. not, but at the same time, we are on databases all the time, every day. So it is a decision people make. You know, I mean, I'm face up book. I'm on Instagram. You know, it is what it is. Uh, that's you don't biggest... list your milligrams of consumption. On... I don't. I And I also don't uh, do any sort of, uh, you know, acknowledgement per se, uh, except on this, uh, you know, podcast here. But, yeah, I don't do any kind of, like, consumption type of stuff ever anywhere. So, yeah, that's what I'm just saying. That's a good point. Keep that in mind when you're keeping your notes that if you do keep it, 
in your calendar or in a note-taking space that you do so with in mind should you have any legal issues down the road right i am that information you want documented i am going to download it though and i will check out what i think about it and see kind of how it feels to me and everything i mean because the truth is i definitely log on to leafly and weed maps every day although i don't have a logged in account i don't believe on either of them but i don't know we'll see how i feel about it but keep that in mind people Always keep that in mind. The internet is not a secure environment by virtue of what it is. So you have to be responsible for your own personal security, period. Know what the policies are in place. And I'm not by any means a, uh, what would you say, a uptight, nervous person about... um, being out of the green closet so much i am very aware of and and my girls will tell you too i raise them all with the saying don't put anything in writing you wouldn't want read out loud right you know on television right so um that's my usual rule of thumb with writing things down if I were in court, would I want it documented that I had put in my online cannabis diary that I had consumed a gram of cheddar every day for the running to the grocery store, <laughs> right? And exactly. running the kids to school, no, I especially probably would not want in that this day and age, right, where uh, we mm. <laughs> you have no clue what's coming next right now. That's yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. Anyways. Still, something to possibly check out. I'm trying not to be like a little, you know, conspiracy theorist type. Right. And I'm not you know, either. That was Gotta balance it. Was. Exactly. I don't, I don't worry about, my, you know, my card being on some government list. And I'm not worried about the, the cops finding and hunting me down because I'm a cannabis card holder. That kind of stuff. I don't, I, I know for a fact from being behind the scenes, it's nearly impossible. However, yeah, just always be aware. Always be aware. Don't friend. I have gotten 20 friend requests in the last week from people who have one maybe mutual friend who's also somebody in the cannabis world that I've never met or spoken to in person. Right. Who is me too, actually. Bags and bags and bags of marijuana. So many. On their page. They're not talking about advocacy. They're talking about Tupperware, you know, tubs of their pot. Delete. Yeah, just delete those people. They are not cannabis advocates. Delete. More than likely, they're police officers in the first place. But <laughs> if they are not, they are Nigerian princes looking for some help transporting their great delete. harvest from <laughs> some foreign country somewhere. Yeah. Right. And that's your words of wisdom as we wrap up our week. As we Do you recall up. off the top of your head what we're up to next week, Bridget? Uh, I believe that next week we have on our schedule to talk a little bit about experiences, self-care experiences with relation to cannabis. Because we had a lot of heavy topics for a while. And then Mm. honestly, second half of the month, we're kicking in. I mean, our world is kicking into voting season. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just real life. So we wanted to talk a little bit about some self-care stuff and how to, you know, enjoy. 
Now, I don't know what that means, but I do know there's a couple of interesting options out there these days. So I'm looking forward well, to talking more. In honor of that, I did pick up a THC bath bomb. Oh, I yeah. I can't give a shout out because I don't know what brand it was. Uh-oh. I don't remember off the top oh, of my head. Gotcha. Um, and so it could be one of two, and I can't remember which one it was. So I, I will give it a shout out after I try it as part of my review. Love. I have not yet. I have tried a CBD bath bomb, and um, I will. I, I will save my pointer to the manufacturers of bath bombs regarding that purchase for next week. There's your tease. Sounds good. I like I it. Have, I have guidance. I have I guidance like for it. bath bomb makers everywhere. Perfect. Perfect. All right. We... Thank y'all. Okay. Have a great week. We'll see you later. Thank y'all for listening. We Thank appreciate you. you. Join us over at potofwellness.com for more information or to send us some input or show topics. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.